Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Hi there. My name is Connor Hallway. This is the Golden Hours Podcast. This is a GDP Minute. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I know I got all these sayings, but let's get that out of the way. Let's move on. Okay, guys. So last week, I was fresh off the 100-mile ultra, about eight days recovered last week, and now I'm two and a half weeks recovered. And if you can see me on video, I'm looking pretty strong. Lineup impeccable, feeling good. But truthfully... I have run three times in the past couple days, past four days I've run three times, all short pops, eight miles, six miles with some decent climbs, some moderate climbs, and I'm feeling good. My feet aren't that banged up anymore. I did feel, I have been feeling like deep pains. You know, all these have been trail runs. I mean, two of the three have been trail runs. I've been feeling deep pains deep in my quads, which I think is a result of the rhabdo, but... And that's pretty much it. So what I'm planning now is I'm just going to really ease back into running. I'm going to hit about 30 miles this week, 30 miles next week, get out on some trails, try to get a little bit of elevation gain in, but nothing crazy, um, and explore a little bit in the trail networks. I'm down here in Florida. I'll be back in California pretty soon. But yeah, just get out there on the trails. Don't go too hard. And then probably I will set a new fitness goal in the next one to two weeks. And I'll tell you what's been percolating in my mind. Two things. Most people say when they do an ultra marathon, I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. And I said that to myself on like the 94th mile, like Connor, you will never do this again. What is wrong with you? Like, what are we doing? But true to what most ultra runners say is they say, I'll never do it again. Then a week later, they say, I kind of want to sign up for another one, man. That was insane. And I'm kind of feeling that way, truthfully. But I will tell you guys something. It was incredibly hard during that ultra marathon block to separate fitness goals and career goals. There's a guy named Nick Bear who runs a company called BPN who after doing the ultra, I just respect immensely. Because the guy is building a company, running a company, and then also training for an ultra marathon at the same time. And he's he's found a way to cross it over so it's kind of in sync with his content. But focus-wise, I could not separate the two. I, I could only think about the ultra and I couldn't really make any moves career-wise. And I guess that's what I wanted at the time. But truthfully, I couldn't separate the two. And if I do sign up for another 100, I know that it's going to be all in on the 100 and career-wise, things will be stalled. So I don't want that right now. But what I do want to say is when I do sign up for another 100, I'm going to shoot for one of the Grand Slam 100s. So there's a Grand Slam in ultra marathon running as I'm kind of peeking into the world. Like tennis, where there's the French Open, US Open, Australian Open. There's a similar type event hierarchy for ultra marathons. There's the Western States 100, the Hard Rock 100, and the Leadville 100. 
those are the those are the ones in the U.S. that are very respected and they're very hard. So when I do shoot for another hundred, I plan on seeing if I can go out for one of those three. Now, for at least one of those, if not two, you have to qualify. So you have to go do a smaller ultra, like not a smaller ultra, but a less difficult ultra, maybe in a hundred k or in a hundred mile. That's not insane elevation wise to then qualify for one of the big races. So when I do dip back into the ultra world, that will be my goal. Like go shoot for one of those because why well, set a smaller goal than what I already said? Doesn't make any sense. But with that being said, I don't want my training volume to be as high because I, there's a lot of stuff career-wise that I want to focus on right now. So I'm thinking a good fitness goal for myself right now would be to train for a faster marathon. Now, my best marathon time is like 332. That's what I trained for in Louisiana. And I would like to try to dip below like 320. 315 would be like, whoa. Mind you, I'm 215 pounds. So 315 would be like, whoa. What that would require is much less training. Mind you, when at the peak of my ultra marathon training, I was training for like, I don't know, 45, 50 hours a week. For a marathon, your peak weeks will probably be like 20 to 25 hours of training. So what that requires is just a lot more speed work. And I hate speed workouts. Absolutely despise them. I hate getting my heart rate up to zone four, zone five, where I feel like I can't breathe. But I feel like that would be a really good challenge. Um, and it just won't be as time consuming. And essentially, I like setting fitness goals because they help all my other goals stay in line. If that makes sense. I know I'm a little crazy, man. Got a lot going on up top. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that would be my goal. But I do love running on trails. So I'm going to see if there might be a solid trail marathon I can hit in the early summer. Now, to part two, which we were discussing. I need a few weeks to figure this out to get guests lined up. But I want to meet some people out in Los Angeles. For a couple of reasons. One, I'm really thinking about moving out there. I am. Love it out there. It seems like it's the next challenge for me, man. Like, you know, I just, I'm ready for the next level of things and I want to meet a lot of people. But I consider myself a producer. I do. And a lot of people say, what's a producer? Like, what does a producer do? Honestly, it's just a title I give myself because I essentially just kind of get things done. Really, that's what I do. In everything since GDP started, it's just been a long line of me getting stuff done. And I know I act and I know I directed the last movie and I've directed a bunch, but I truly enjoy the producing aspect because producers essentially are the entrepreneurs of whatever operation you're you're working on. So I just think a producer in film at least, is like a great blend of the creative side of things and the business side of things. They melt. That's what I like. I like assembling a really sick team, setting a goal, and then trying to go shoot for a goal. That's what I enjoyed the most. Artistically, directing-wise, like I have creative concepts that I really like, and I have ideas creatively that I really I want to hit on and I think we should hit on, but I don't get as much joy out of directing as I do producing. So, with that being said, I want to bring the podcast interviews back. And what I want to do, because I don't think there's a solid podcast out there for this, I want to interview producers. 
film producers, event producers, party promoters, people who are actually out here getting stuff done. There's a podcast I did listen to called The Producer's Guide, which I thought was really good. And I kind of want to build on that because what producers essentially do is they maneuver obstacles, creative challenges, business challenges to go hit a goal. And I don't think there's enough information out there right now at how these producers are actually attacking these goals. Like how, what, what are you overcoming? Where are you maneuvering to actually go get something done? For instance, like, um, here was a, a good challenge for me. I didn't have enough money to go get that big theater downtown in Boston to go throw my movie, to, to do my movie premiere. So what did I do? I tried to meet someone, use the podcast as a tool to meet someone so I can tell those people, listen, this is what I'm trying to do. Can you help me out? This is why it's a big deal for Boston to do this. This is why no one else has done this here. This would mean a lot to us. I would, in business-wise, I promise it will make business sense for you. I'll put more people in that space than I've ever been in the IMAX. We'll sell it out for the first time ever, etc. That was something I had to maneuver as a producer to figure out, okay, how do we get to this goal even though we don't have this money? How do we do it? And so that's essentially what producers do. So let me give you my sales pitch one more time so I can cut up, cut it up as a clip. So I'm bringing the podcast back interviews wise. I am. And I just want to have producers on the show. Honestly, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep moving on with the podcast and I'm going to shoot this clip separately because I've been messing it up nonstop. Let's continue. I apologize. Anyway, in an, in an ideal world who I'd like to have on the show is I'd like to have like a Rob Deerdeck, TV producer, entrepreneur, Jerry Bruckheimer, the GOAT, the film producing GOAT, or like Elliot, the operations guy, the face behind the brand at Lyrical Lemonade. So those are three very different types of producers that I would like to have on the show and figure out, okay, what are you problem solving and how did you problem solve? Does that make sense? Hope that makes sense, guys. I've recorded this three times, just trying to bang it out at this point. I got love for you guys. Next, GDP movie-wise... I'm ready to shoot it. I need $60,000 to shoot it. So we're launching possibly an exclusive NFT project soon that's going to be stacked with value for anyone who purchases one. That's one idea to get the bread. I want to see if we can create the first NFT project that fully funds an independent film. So you get the NFT, you're an executive producer, and much more. We have a lot more value stacked to that, and we're working on launching it pretty soon, but the NFTs are done. To be honest, I'm a little in the dark about how NFTs, how to sell them and how to like promote a, a very effective NFT campaign. So I'm just trying to make sure I do my research before really going out there and attacking it. And um, segue wise, listen, I want to get to LA. I want to get activated. I'm really considering moving out there pretty soon. I think it makes sense, man. I think it makes sense to shift everything. And um, I'm ready for the next challenge. I just want to meet people and be in an environment where we can shoot for big goals and we can go get stuff done. It's not that Boston doesn't have that. Truthfully, there are a lot of people out there in Boston getting it done. But I, I want to grow, man. I want to spread my wings a little bit. And um doesn't mean I won't come back to Boston. doesn't mean I won't still be repping the city as much as I can. But it's time for the next step, man. That's what I think. And so 
And I could be delusional. Maybe I'll end up homeless out there. Who knows? Anyway, that's what's on my mind. Thinking about getting out there to LA pretty soon. And um, truthfully, with this whole producers thing, I'm sorry, guys. I've been in entertainment mode the past like 10 minutes. I know. Sometimes the camera gets on and I just want to like go crazy on them. Um, but truthfully, when it comes to this producers podcast, you guys let me know who you want on the show. Let me know. I want to get doers on the show. I want to meet more doers because I want to go get more done. I have so many ideas, man. You know, like I have just so much stuff I want to do and I got to go meet more people. I can't get these things done alone and I have to go develop sick teams. So if there's anyone that's a producer, event producer, entrepreneur, um, film and TV producer, you guys let me know who you want to see on the show, who you want me to interview. I'll do it in Zoom. I'll do it in person. You let me know. I apologize for being space brain this episode, being all over the place. I did drink two Celsius's. I apologize. Anyway, hope you guys are doing good. All love, my brethren. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter.